Hi, I am so excited that I get to introduce you guys or reintroduce you guys to Lindy Goodman. If you've been following me for any amount of time on Instagram, then you know that I am obsessed with Lindy. She is so kind, so caring. And uh, over the past year, we've worked together a couple times and she recently recently, I say recently, but that was six months ago that she launched her coaching business and really took a step more into her passions. And so I'm really excited to share with you this conversation. Um, and hope I know that you're going to learn something from Lindy today. So without further ado, this is Lindy. Hi guys. I'm so excited to be here. So excited. This is going to be fun. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you, your family, where you live. Okay. So, um, I'm Lindy. I'm mom to Oak and have a sweet baby on the way doing just a couple of weeks, most likely. And, um, married to my husband, Mike, we met in junior college on the livestock judging team. There's like fun fact for you. He's from Georgia. I'm from Kansas. (laughs) That is where we met Dated for a long time, like six or seven years, got married and, um, said we would never move back to my hometown. And we did here we are. (laughs) And so never say never. That is, I feel like a very much reoccurring theme here for me. Like never say never because those things will actually happen. Um, so we did that. Um, he works in insurance. I have my young loving business and my coaching business and, we love it and live in like very small town, Western Kansas. And yeah, just living our best life in Mayberry is what his family jokes yes. about. They call where we live. They're like, how's Mayberry? And I'm like, it's great. I, I love watching your stories of like when you're walking with mm-hmm. Oak and you just happen to see this person that, you know, and this person that, you know, and people are like, stop to talk. And it's, it's so fun. I, I grew up in a smaller town than I live in now. And so I love, I love that like small town vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what a lot of people might not know is that Lindy started in a nine to five. She, she was working in a nine to five until, and now she is home with Oak and soon to be another baby running two businesses. So tell mm-hmm. us about that journey from nine to five to here. It was super crazy and like an only Jesus kind of thing. So uh, Mike and I had gotten married. I, we had kind of like chased each other all over the country a little bit. So most of our dating was like long distance. Yeah. And I, he had found a job in Texas. I was still in Alabama. And then I ended up like, getting hired by a company and text. It was like this like cat and mouse chase thing for a long time. And anyways, so this company I work for amazing company, loved it, but there was a lot of travel. And so I actually traveled around and worked with feed yards, which I loved like incredible people, but it was just, I mean, it was, I wasn't home a lot and we had kind of started talking about starting a family and we're like, how is this even going to work? Like could I do this and have kids? Yes. Is that really like what I want? No. Yeah. Like growing up, my mom was home with us. Like we got off the school bus, like she was there with like a snack and like, I mean, like I was like, I want, that's what I wanted. Yes. And so we kind of started thinking like, man, how's that even going to be like, 
like how can we even make that a possibility? And so I had started using Young Living a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean, like I had the oils and I was like kind of using them, you know, not super consistently, but, um, but I kept having friends that would be like, oh my gosh, that smells amazing. Like, well, you know, what does that smell? And I'm like, oh, it's this diffuser. And they're like, well, can I get it? And I'm like, I don't know, probably, maybe. I mean, (laughs) and so uh, my friend that helped me get them, kept emailing me and was like, Lindy, you know, what do you think about like the business side of Young Living? And I was like, no, (laughs) no, not going to be that person. Another like never say never. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, nope, definitely not. Well, about six months goes by and she was pretty persistent, which like hats off to her. Finally, one day, Miller, I'm like, all right, these people keep asking about these oils. Do I have like a link or something? You know? Yes. And so it all kind of like started from there. So fast forward, like probably, I don't know, six, nine months, I end up going to this event about kind of like launching and living business and meet my friend there and stuff. And we go to it together. And it was like the first time in my life that I realized that there was like so much more to life and like the possibilities were endless than like what I had, like my, I had like myself in this tiny little box and I was like, oh my gosh. So you mean I could literally like create the life that I want, do anything that I want to do. Nobody had ever asked me, like, if you could do anything like, and there were like no limitations, like, what would you do? I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing that I loved about this event is they like kept talking about like the Bible and like God, like all these things like intertwined with their business, like on repeat, I left that event and felt like I had been to like this combo of like this, like kind of business thing, but like church retreat at the same time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is for me. Like I can totally see myself doing this. And then from there, the rest was kind of history. So, so cool worked really hard for two, two and a half years, um, to like with the goal in mind of being able to stay home. Mm-hmm. And, um, like during that period of time, I've had a miscarriage, had Oak and, um, but what I didn't know then that I am still learning now is how to like sustainably and like peacefully grow businesses. Yeah. Like I grew that business from like, I mean, like pedal to the metal, running hard, which looking back, like that's what I needed in that season. Kind of, I think like to get, to get to the point to where like, I could stay home. Yeah. But I had a hard time learning yeah. to like turn that switch off. Yes. Once I actually transitioned from, so when he was born, like I went on maternity leave and then I didn't go back to work. Like my income okay. replaced so that. Cool. And so like, I literally remember, like I was like sitting in there, like rocking him, like in the chair in the nursery and I like hit like the goal that I had been kind of going for that was going to allow mm-hmm. me to stay home. And I was just sitting there. Like, I was like, maybe like, I don't know, a week, two weeks postpartum. So, you know, of course, like hormones, and, like, yes. emotions, like other place. And I'm like messaging my friend bawling. And I'm like, this isn't even is possible. I'm like, I'm just, I haven't done anything. And, I, and I'm just like sitting here. She's like, Lindy, this is exactly how it's supposed to be. Like, yeah. you know, and I was like, oh my gosh. And so anyways, I think that's where like, kind of like the dream started for me to where I was like, oh my gosh, like literally like anybody could do this. Like women can like create income yeah. to be able to stay home, to be able to put their kids in private school, to be able to like, whatever that, whatever that is for them. Yes. Isn't it you know? so cool how, like how God uses children to just change our hearts and change our lives trajectory. Oh my gosh. 
Yes. I mean, like yeah. having kids is like the most humbling yes. thing. Ever. Like you think that you're like, oh yeah, you know, kind of got this or whatever. And then kids come along and you're like, whoa, <laughs> yes. I don't even know what just happened. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that that was, that was similar to my experience of like, I was in grad school. I think we found out we were pregnant with Brooks my first week or second week of grad school. And from there, everything has changed. I've been, after getting my master's degree, I was working part-time and staying home with him and nothing that what I would have planned. Um, I was planning on having, having a career and really like that being my thing. Um, and then somehow kids on the side and, and I just never really like realized how much it would, how much it would impact things. You know, I never really realized how much I would want to be home all day, every day. (laughs) Now I'm homeschooling another never say never, which it's so, it's so crazy because with that never say never, it goes from a never because you don't want to do it to a yes, because you really do want to do it. And Mm -hmm. it's so cool how like God just shifts our desires and, and he allows us to do the things that we're, we're really like passionate about, which, which brings me to my next question. So with your passions, we've talked about how you kind of, you, you just recently well, in December, but six months ago, pivoted towards coaching. Tell, tell us about like going from one business to two and like what the, like why you did it, how you did it. Yeah. So it's crazy how like God uses like the hardest parts of our story to like bring us to the place where we'll actually like do the things he's called us to. Yeah. And so after I had Oak and in like that transition, like I struggled really hard for probably, I would say like 18 months, two years. And Mm -hmm. I, we had a lot of birth, birth trauma. We had to work through too. They kind of like added to that, but it's like one of those things you don't really realize like, like how like hard the struggle was until you like, look back. Like once you're out of it, you look back and you're like, Whoa, like I probably should have gotten help a lot sooner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like that basically brought me the point to where I was like, okay, like I literally can't do this on my own. And like, I got in the word again, like Mm -hmm. every single day, Um, like, because that was like the thing that I was like, I was like clinging to it. And if I hadn't been in that place, like I wouldn't have gotten there. Yeah. I would have been like, oh yeah, I got this because very much like my time of growing my business super fast. I was like, I got this. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So anyways, like that happened, you know, went to therapy, eventually hired my life coach. And that's when everything started kind of like unlocking a little bit because I had gone up to that point and I really didn't know who I was. Yeah. I'm Enneagram nine. So I'm like amazing at like morphing into like whatever I need to be. Mm-hmm. Like you need me to work a job where I can go and like work with the cowboys of the feed yard. I got you. Like I can go do that. Yes. You know, like you need me to like go speak on a stage to people. Like, got it. Like, I mean, like I can yeah. like, it is like, you know, a wonderful strength, but like can also lead you to a point where you're like, I don't even know who I am because mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Like you, it's, I, yeah. like I, was, I didn't even like know me. Yeah. And so you were, you were being what other people wanted you to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Or what you thought they wanted you to be. So once I hired my coach, like I remember she did like this, I think it was like launch your dream workshop or something. My coach is Edie Wadsworth. And she like really got me to thinking about like, okay, like what is God actually calling me to? Like, who is Lindy? And really like empowered me in a way. It was almost like, I felt like I like, couldn't be like who I was like, I'd kind of like felt like that struggle for years of like wanting to kind of be this thing, but it was like my current season or whatever. It was almost like it didn't like fit into that. And so it just felt like this, like this constant, like pull and tug kind of thing. And so, but I finally was like, okay, like lean into that a little bit, started really praying on it. And one night I was laying on my little boy's floor because the season we were in was for him to fall asleep in his crib. I had to lay on the floor outside the crib and hold his hand through the side rail. <laughs> and it was like taking forever to go to sleep. So I'm like laying yes. there for like an hour. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. And, and so I was finally like, well, I guess I'll just sit here and lay here and pray. Cause I mean, there's really nothing else to do. <laughs> and so, yes. and then like, I was laying there one night and it like, finally like came to me. I was like, I'm supposed to be coaching women. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so this was like, a full year before I started my coaching business. Wow. And so he kind of like implanted that. And I was like, okay, I was like, what does that look like? Well, this time I know, like at this point, I never even like dreamed of starting my own coaching business. Yeah. But there were a lot of girls that I mentored in my young living business. And so I planned and like hosted a retreat for them and loved getting to like pour into them and like mentor them and so much more than just like their business, but just really helping them like thrive in life too. Yeah. I started to realize my story that I like, I really began thriving in my business when I was thriving in my life. Like they can't exist, but you can't, yeah. I mean, you yeah. can think that you're like, oh yeah, I got this in my business. But I mean, it, if you are like barely surviving in the day to day, it makes it super hard to grow a business on mm-hmm. the side. And so after that experience, I was like, whoa. Like this is for, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I, um, my coach was launching like a coaching certification program. And so I like, you know, jumped onto that and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is like literally like the thing I've been praying for, what I'm supposed to be doing. I apply and, um, don't get in. And I'm like, what? I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. I'm like, I am like the poster child for this certification program. I'm like, how am I not like, you know? Yeah. And so my husband was like, like, are you mad? And I was like, yes, I'm bad. <laughs> like it's slightly offended. Yes. And, but anyway, she had this guest on her, um, in her program, like as like a speaker. And she started talking about this coaching program she had where she like coached women to launch their coaching businesses with, from a place of peace and calm. Okay. Yeah. And so keep in mind, like prior history of like growing and launching businesses is like pretty rough. Yeah. And know that like, I can't do that again. And so I'm like, Oh, well, this is interesting. And so I get, I, I talked to my husband, prayed over it and did her 
program. Okay. And if I would not have done that, like if that would not have been that course of events, yeah, I would not have launched in December. I would still yeah. not have launched yeah. because I would have been waiting to like graduate from certification in June uh-huh. to like, I'd have just been like waiting for that. And I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. And so now I look at that and I'm like, it was exactly the way that it needed to be. And I can also see, I'm like, okay, so I'm getting like this. I am getting certified this fall. Yeah. And I'm like, it is going to be so powerful to be like coaching clients and going through that at the exact same time. And so it is like, I mean, but like beginning to like lean into and like recognizing like what my passion's for, like what, gosh, there's this, I should have found this quote beforehand, but there's this book I've been reading. It's called you are free. It's amazing. It's by, um, Rebecca Lyons, but she talks in here about how your, your, or let's see, I don't know. I'll find it here in a second and I'll tell y'all, but it's basically like the thing that like burdens your heart, like your passion and like what the thing like Uh breaks your heart, like Uh that, like when those things collide, like that is kind of like your calling. And I was like, man, that is so true because I like have such like this urge that I'm like, like a, like I want like these mamas to be like thriving in life. Like I want them to wake up at, every day and be like, I know exactly like what I'm, what I'm here for, what my purpose is. Like, even though I may be like cleaning up a container of sugar that spilled on the floor this morning and like the kids are like running wild and I don't even know the dropped carton bags or whatever. Yeah. I love that. But like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And like, nothing has gone wrong. Like there's so yeah. much like like I, like, I want her to be able to like, so confidently walk in that and also realize that like, I mean, I think so many times as moms, like we take everything and it's like this constant, like gauge of like, like, am I a good mom or am I a bad mom? Or like, you yes. know, am I, should I be doing this or should I be doing that? Or like, do these people think I should be doing this thing? Like, should I be like disciplined? I mean, like, I'm going to just watch hot right now because I yeah. think I should be disciplined. You yeah. know, it's like this whole, like, I don't know mind drama, mega mind drama, (laughs) steal your word, mind drama, mega mind drama. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I'm like, I want her to be like, you know what? Yep. They just spill sugar all over the floor. And that's exactly how it should be. Yeah. How many three-year-olds spill sugar on the floor? A lot. Uh, All of them, (laughs) all of them. Right. (laughs) But to look at that and be like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so grateful that I have this baby that yeah. spilled the sugar on the floor. Like I prayed for her or for him, yes. for, you know, like just to like, I don't know. So I want her to like fully embrace her life. But then now like this adding in this like income piece. Yeah. It's where I'm like, she can like thrive in her life and she can also create income from her family from home. Yeah. And that can look a million different ways. And I think that like when she actually is able to like walk in that purpose, Mm-hmm. realize that like God has a plan for her life and something that she is supposed to be doing right now in this season. Yeah. And really like figuring out who she is that that almost like becomes like naturally. I, I like, it's, it's not like, like it comes pretty natural. It's not like, Oh my gosh, what would I ever do? Like you kind of just like fall into it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, you know? kind of fall into it. And, and I think, I think it's so interesting that and not really that you were laying on the floor night after night with Oak, you had the time and space and place that you were praying daily, 
-hmm. you were there in that space. Like you, we have to make time and space for God to speak to us. If we want, if we want to hear him, Mm -hmm. we have to make the time and space. And, and, and I think that that's like, that then he can plant those seeds and you're like, Oh, this makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that like, sometimes he has to like bring us to the place where we're kind of forced to slow down. Yes. Yes. To do that. Because like, I would probably not have carved out that time otherwise. Yeah. Right. And and like, in like the, in, yeah, he forces us, he forces our hand through, through our children oftentimes to slow down mm-hmm. or, and we, and you could have just as easily Lindy been laying on that floor and looking at your phone though, mm-hmm. but yeah. instead you weren't instead you thought, I guess I'll pray. <laughs> and yeah, cause I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. But we we could just pull out our phone and scroll. I mean, our phones Mm -hmm. are probably in our pockets. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're not, but most of the time. And And I even remember like in that season, like trying to get him to go to sleep and knowing that I like had a zoom call or something that I need to be on at like eight o'clock and it being like, you know, be starting at like seven, seven 30 and then like Mm -hmm. eight o'clock rolling around and still laying there and being like, Oh, like being so frustrated but then like looking back, I'm like, that is literally exactly where I was supposed to be. Yeah. And like, had there not been that whole season, I would have not been like, I would have been on a zoom call. I would have been working. Yeah. I would have been like, I don't, I mean, doing something out. Like I wouldn't have just been sitting and being still because I'd been like, Oh no, this is my time. Yeah. Right. Kids are in bed. This is my time when yeah. I get to do whatever I want to do. And that was like, yeah that was really hard because I would feel like that. I would like get done. And it'd be like nine 30. I'd be like, well, now it's time to go to bed and like do it all over again. Kind of thing. You know, yeah. like it was just, yeah. So I don't know. Like God uses the valleys, like 1 million and 5%. Like, I mean, it's like, I look back and I'm like, if it had not been from the valleys, I don't know how I would even like stand myself because like, it's like through the valleys that he like breaks us and like, meets us exactly where we're at and like where there's so much like healing and like restoration and like we discover peace and like joy and like those tiny moments and like I don't know and and I think those like I think those those moments of deep emotion like anger sadness grief that's where we can like we can use that uh, to build our intimacy with God Mm -hmm. and I think he uses those things like the things that we have like righteous anger about are our passions. The things that we have overwhelming joy while we're doing them, those are our passions. And I think like God uses, uses our emotions, can use our emotions to bring us closer to him. And so we, we have to, we have to fight this with every, every emotion that comes up to, well, will I try to stuff it down? Will I will I, or will I bring it to the light and, mm-hmm. and bring it to God and ask him, what is this for? Like, what is, what, is, and, and not try to make it mean something about us, which is, which is what mm-hmm. you've taught me is that, that our thoughts and our emotions and our circumstances don't have to mean something negative about us necessarily. We can get curious with them and we can, we can challenge them. And, um, 
Yeah. So, so I want to hear your take on like, on, on that, like on challenging the mind drama that is sure Mm -hmm. to come up when you're going through and thinking about your passions and your purpose and like really stepping into those. Yeah. So, I mean, expect the mind drama because it's going to happen. Yeah. Like the minute that you decide, like, I'm going to actually lean into my calling, or I'm even going to start like figuring out what that is, like as- expect like roadblock after roadblock after, yeah. you know, like all of a sudden, like you have this great routine with the kids and now that's out the window. I mean, like mm-hmm. things are going to go like kind of awry. Like, so expect yeah. that's so what happens. You're like, oh yeah. Like they, they said this would happen, yeah. you know, like, I mean, and so it doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. Like yeah. it probably actually means you're headed in the exact right direction that you yeah. should be. And so because of that, those enemy, those fiery enemy darts yeah. meant to distract us yesterday on the megaphone call. Um, we were going through four different ways that, that Paul boldly spoke and we were talking through ideas for each of those. And, and one, one woman on the call, she she was telling me that her, her spiritual gift is teaching. And, and later as we were moving, moving into asking them like, which part is hardest for, for you? And, and guess which part was the hardest for her? The part that she felt the, the most like that she was unable to do was the teaching was speaking out of her knowledge, her learned knowledge. And and I, I pointed that out to her that how crafty of, of the enemy to sneak those lies directly into her spiritual gift. Oh, exactly. Because he, because by doing that, he can keep her from yeah. actually walking in that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, like expect those things to come up, like it's, it's going to happen, but I think that's where like you, well, for one, I mean, you have to like lean into truth. Like you, Mm -hmm. you have to be in the word. And I think that there's also something to be said for like surrounding yourself with people Yeah, that are also in the word and that can speak that over you Mm -hmm. when you can't see it for yourself. Because oftentimes, like when you are in that position, and you know that those like fiery darts are coming at you. It's almost like we get like stuck down in the weeds. Yeah. And we can't like see through the weeds. We can't see above them yeah. or anything. But if you have somebody kind of like speaking that life and truth over you, they can oftentimes see things that you can't, mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of give you that yeah. different perspective that helps you like begin to start looking like up again, instead of just like horizontally at the circumstances or at what's going wrong or especially with like doubt. Yeah. I mean, like, I think doubt is like a major distraction tool yes. that the enemy uses mm-hmm. because I mean, most of us, it's probably safe to say, like are afraid to actually like lean into our passions or really start truly like walking out that calling with so much mm-hmm. purpose because we're afraid what other people think we're afraid of like failing because yeah. what we think that means and what other, what we think other people yeah. are going to mean. because I mean, like, and so like that doubt is like heavy. Right. And mm-hmm. we're always, I mean, like it's human nature, like look around at the people to like gauge whether or not 
or, or, or the likes or the follows or whatever to gauge whether or not we're like doing a good enough job, mm-hmm. whether we like executed something well enough or, you know, yeah. And so I just, I just think that that's like a huge, like, so just something to be aware of, like when you feel that doubt to be like, okay, now is this actually like from truth? Like it's from a place of truth. Yeah. yeah. And something that like I work with my clients a lot on is like getting really curious when those things happen and being like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, Annie and I joke yes. all the time. We're like, we'll say she'll be like, hmm, well, isn't that interesting? You know, that's <laughs> like our one-liner. Um, but you know, getting really curious with it and being like, okay, well, that's interesting that I would do X, Y, and Z. And all of a sudden, like this would happen. Like, I wonder why that is, or that's interesting that my spiritual gift is teaching Mm -hmm. and I struggle to teach boldly on Instagram. Yeah. Like, Hmm, that's interesting. And yeah, it just gives you, it gives you it, it takes the pressure off. I feel like when you give yourself permission to be curious, it takes the pressure off of like having to either like work harder towards wanting to do it. Like you either work harder or you pull back and you say, okay, well, I'm just not cut out for this. 